All right, we are live. Okay, so back to the uh, back to the question. The question is: You're out and about. You know what I'm saying? You see a guy across the room. How many times of locking eyes before you're like, "Okay, my guy, I need you to shoot your shot." I would say three to four because first time I'm looking around, I could just be like looking for the bathroom, looking for the exit, you know, get breath of fresh air. But I would say like three to four times because at that point I'm like definitely looking at you. I'm looking at you to see if you're looking at me, you know, so three to four times. Now, would you go approach in today's day and age? Would you go approach now? I have. I actually have. And... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's definitely harder for, like, a man to approach a female. Mm. Ooh, can we get into that? Because, like, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, like, I definitely feel like I have, you know, certain social anxiety in terms of bothering yeah. someone. You know, and when I've actually just gone up and done it and it's been a no, I, there was no, like, pain afterwards. I wasn't like, oh, God, my heart. Uh. Yeah. And, like, I moved on with my night, wished her a good night, and we're good to go. But I feel like that one moment of like, damn, like, is she just not interested? Uh-huh. Does she have, you know, man, a man? Or is she just like bothered? Like, how dare he? And I mean, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I, I'm, a, I'm a Twitter guy, okay? Yeah. So I be seeing cats just thrown to the wolves on Twitter, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Women can be ruthless out here, they as can sure men. Can, yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like with women shooting their shot, it's a. Uh, I feel like it's more rare for y'all to do that, I think, still. And so that when it is a no, it might hit different. I think for women, um, honestly, we we rarely get a no because we're we're very like we're very intelligent creatures. Like we're very logical. Like before, if we're gonna make a move like that, we're gonna talk to like we're gonna step up to a guy and try to like you know see what he's about and you know see if we actually want to like go on a date with this person we're already like assessing you mm-hmm. like we're already watching you we're watching how you're you're moving we're watching how you're reacting with your friends we're also watching like what you're looking at when you're looking at us mm-hmm. so we already have like a play-by-play before we even get to you like we already know who you are kind mm-hmm. of on the exterior and the exterior says a lot about like if it's worth figuring out like what's on the inside so for a woman to go out of her way to like come up and approach you is like a really big deal um as far as like a man approaching a female there's really no specific way like there's no right way to do it like honestly like everyone's different i know the wingman thing is old school but it's the best way to do it especially if she has friends because that way you guys can both feel comfortable like me personally i'm like i have social anxiety like i'm socially awkward like i'm trying i'm trying to like put out the best parts of me i mm-hmm. guess like when i'm talking to a person mm-hmm. um, forward. <laughs> it's like you have to like kind of know yourself within five minutes like how can i express the best parts of me be attractive and charming within five minutes of like meeting this person um but yeah i think like the wingman system is it's old school but it's the best way it's the best way to do it because you you guys can both feel comfortable and not as like forced to talk to each other especially the dude talking to the female because if you have like 
And a lot of dudes tend to have that in their circle, that really chatty friend that doesn't care what he looks like, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got, oh, oh. (laughs) please believe the good company got a few of those. Shout out to my boy, Alex Ruiz. I love you, bro. Um, But, yeah, I think that's, that's true, and I think that definitely helps in the sense of, but I just feel like that's more of just kind of like create a group conversation atmosphere. Yeah. And and the reason why I say that is because I can't know what things that I may like mm-hmm. or that I may show interest in mm-hmm. um, can resonate with the person, right? I don't know what you might like stepping mm-hmm. up to you. So, you know, we might have 15 things that we both like doing that we like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what to say yet. And so... You know, it's not like the the movies or the shows where you look at what someone's wearing. And you're like, oh, they're this, they're that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not that's not people. You know what I'm saying? You just you bought that because you look good in it and you liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because oh, it's oh she likes to go hiking or something like that. Like mm-hmm. that's just that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I feel like a lot of times I'm kind of stumbling on well, what do I say? What do I talk about? To alluding to your point. Mm-hmm be charming and attractive all in five minutes Mm -hmm. but once you get a group conversation going and different personalities start moving Mm -hmm. i think people are able to see how you can navigate Mm -hmm. that or how you choose to what's your humor and i think is the is the biggest thing because that's to me is the biggest thing when it comes to a relationship or just like a partnership you know Mm -hmm. i'm saying whether it's you know just friends or you know some friends with benefits all that like there's got to be humor. I'm sorry. Like, we, we got we got to be able to laugh. We got to be able to, to have a good time. We got to be able to joke with each other. Yeah. You know, and know that, you know, I may be joking about you. I may be roasting you, but I'm never judging you. Yeah. And I'm never trying to put you down or make you feel like you're less than me. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like when I'm with my boys, or I mean, I have uh, quite a few, you know what I'm saying, girlfriends who I can do that with, you know, mm-hmm. shout out Toti, shout out Ingrid. And I can, you know, we can have our, we can be talking to people and stuff like that. And we can have our back and forth and get, you know, snappy with each other and laugh about it. But then still be in the group setting where they understand like, oh, we're a part of this conversation too. And then that's sometimes where, you know, that person who's been kind of, like you said, girls just in the cut, just analyzing, <laughs> seeing mannerism, blah, blah, blah. Boom. That's when a message comes. Yeah. And you got to be ready. You got to be ready. Because I've also seen and been in situations where i'm just enjoying my time having a good time and then you know a girl shoots that shot Mm -hmm. and because you know some women i mean whether you're a man or a woman shy i mean Mm -hmm. i'm talking about it and i know that eventually when people hear this they're gonna be like yo jamal what are you you kidding me it is what it is people we still have a good time (laughs) um but you know it could be just something like oh so you're not gonna dance with me and that's the shot. Or some some women will just hit you with the. And expect <laughs> and expect that to be, you know what I'm saying, the, the sign. So you got you gotta be ready for it because there's times where it's just it blindsides you. That's another thing. Um, have you ever felt like you were just blindsided by someone's interests, crush, affections? How you um blindsided blindsided like how so like i'm talking to a friend and they just like come out of nowhere or like just unexpected unexpected because i mean as you get older you can start to to sense these things 
I personally try to be someone who's humorous because like this is just like reality the more the more that you can learn to laugh about things or if you're that type of person that you have humor and you can laugh about things you're going to be able to enjoy like all of the relationships around you especially like with like a person you're with like if you don't naturally have a sense of humor like it it's 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 very difficult for you to like not cut yourself off and miss signals Mm -hmm. miss signals with when someone's trying to talk to you you know stuff like that so for me i'm used to kind of like i'm used to surprise i guess and if you if you want to have like like if you want to have passion like meet someone uniquely and like you know not like how they're doing these days which nothing against that like people are meeting people on the internet there's nothing wrong with that but if you want to meet someone naturally like back in the old days like out and about you kind of have to be like open to those kinds of surprises so usually what works for me and i'm going to be honest like what i've been talking about is humor like if someone's really funny that's automatically going to be something that draws me in and like with the whole buddy system thing um Wing manning's the best thing you can do because the best friend of the girl that's shy literally tells all of her business. Like, they're going to be your go-to person that's going to tell you everything about them. Oh, for sure. Because that shy person is not willing let, to... Let me be clear. <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, that best friend, that that relationship there is very telling as well. Right. I, I will say that. That right. relationship and what rapport you can build because I... I mean, I've experienced it from all possible angles here. If 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 the two parties are are serious about each other yeah. and really want this to pop, I'm telling you that best friend is gonna let him in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When when Demare came up, I was like, let him in. This man David was like, this is my dream girl, bro. I met her, hung out with her for all. I was like, oh nah, she's pretty dope. Yeah. Let him in, you know? And it's just like, I hope I wish them the best. Obviously, you know, I right. can't predict the future, but it's like. Hey, we're we're we're, we're all a go over here, okay? Right. And now at this point, she can sense if something's off. Yeah. Not only with him, but just also with me. If I knew that there was something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So utilize that resource. Just gave you a huge hint there, people. <laughs> um, but we have to get back to what you said about the the old days naturally. What do you think has been lost in this era of the internet and social dating apps? I think what's been lost is like that 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 curiosity of not like the the unknowing. You know, like the spontaneity has been lost because when you're online dating, you can literally build a resume of qualities that you have. And qualities that you aspire someone that you intend to date to have mm. so it's like it, it's harder because I can't imagine that it would be easy to find like a sincere person to be honest with their resume mm. um, and include all of because like all of the good stuff's good but you when you connect with someone it you're finding out like all of the things with them that aren't perfect too Mm -hmm. and when you meet someone in person it's different because all of regardless like you can you can prepare that monologue all day for several weeks several months you're gonna be like i'm gonna say it just like this when i meet that person that i feel like we have chemistry with but then when you get in front of that person face to face you're gonna you're gonna mess up you're gonna f up 
and you're not going to be perfect. They're not going to respond the the way that you had it in that perfect conversation in your head. Exactly. Because everyone's out here playing conversation <laughs> in their head. Or I know a lot of people who do, you know. Right. That perfect conversation. Um, sometimes it's about the past. Like, damn, I should have said this while yeah. I'm in the shower. <laughs> right. But I have to say that I think the building of the resume point completely makes sense. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are are phony out there Mm -hmm. in general so they're going to be phony in their profile but then that is also showing you know I can speak on that like from personal experience because I did have a best friend where you know she she was tired of trying like the whole in person thing and then she did do the online dating Mm -hmm. but there was never a sense of security that she could have you know like we're talking about because there was the person in real life and then there was like the resume and whether or not those traits that they listed may have been a part of them it wasn't it wasn't representative of like the whole picture of what they were Mm -hmm. and i think that like we want the perfect person and there is that right person for everybody there is but it's going to be more difficult if you i don't know you just have to get out of your skin if you want to find the person that's right for you like, I just, I have to say that honestly. Like, if you force it, it's just not, it's going to be what what you, what you listed, what you expected on a list. It's not going to be sincere. It's not going to come from an authentic place, mm. you know? Okay. So, as a person who uses dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> as a person who uses dating apps. I feel like it's important for me now that if we match uh-huh. and I want to talk to you and we're having a conversation, I want to get to know you. I want to have a conversation with you, but I want to meet you in person. Before getting into like real talking talking? Yeah, before getting into real talking talking okay. or sex or anything like that. Okay. Because to the point that you said, there are some things that you just got to check in person, mainly chemistry. Exactly. The biggest thing is chemistry. But the thing is, though, now that I can now see who's in my area, I don't necessarily have to go to every bar. Because think about (laughs) it. One great thing about life is, is though there's tragedy everywhere, there's also joy. You know, there's also good times everywhere. Every Friday night, people around the world are going out to have a good time. right? Right? But you can't be everywhere even in your own vicinity to find that someone who could be right for you that's true so now you're playing the game of the game of chance within life which is already a huge game of chance i mean Mm -hmm. we were talking earlier about just how life itself is dysfunctional so i believe that this at least goes like okay well here's in who's in the area um, the apps that I use, I don't really use like a match.com or something like that. It's kind of okay. just like a Tinder, a Bumble. Okay, a so you're using Tinder. So it's really just a situation of um, telling me about yourself through your profile. I mean, you know, some people are going to quote The Office, mm-hmm. right? Some people that's, are going to. That's, that's a good start. You know, oh my gosh, she's one of those, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're going with. Um, some people will be like, look, not, look, not here for, for hookups, you know, okay. I'm here for a serious relationship or, you know, I am here for marriage. Now, the thing about that is to your, to, to your point that was aforementioned, mm-hmm. 
I've also know people who were just like, hey man, this person was like, yo, I'm not here for the hookups, cool. You pull up that first time, y'all hang out, it's cool. And then the second time, it's just a wrap. Like, it's going down. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like, that's how they were feeling when they when they, when they they put up the post, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it could go either way. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like you can show your humor in that. Or you could just say things you like. Mm -hmm. You know, just be honest about that. Hey, like, I really like going hiking <laughs> i like going to you know stand-up comedy special something Bye. like that um and at the end of the day i've met some pretty awesome people from from tinder i know people who have gotten in whole relationships mm -hmm. you know marriage you know are happy right yeah, now it does from happen. Tinder. and i think that's just all about communicating mm -hmm. and not being offended when someone's just like wants to know the real you mm -hmm. you know like these dating apps i understand people mm -hmm. like sometimes y'all just doing it literally just swiping on the toilet i know i've seen the <laughs> figures there's literally a figure there's like 53 percent of people after this time you know what i'm saying or just swiping on the toilet like but you know for the people who are really looking to to find something You've got to be willing to to meet in person, I think, or else it's just going to be pen pals. And in today's day and age, pen pals that you have no real memories with, pen pals that you don't have mm -hmm. an in-person connection with, usually fall off. No, we, like, as, as humans, we require that. Like, it's one thing to, like, communicate, you know, via technology, and that's the world we live in. But we require that sense of stimulation. Like, we have to be in person with somebody. You know, we have to be, like, exchanging energies. We require that. And with with the whole, you know, online dating thing, I, I don't think... I think that it has some strengths and some weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But... Definitely. I think what it is is that, like, people need to understand not to rely wholly on the online dating algorithms. Mm -hmm. Like, I think what people need to think about is not only like their hobbies but what what stimulates me because mm. having a hobby and like something that stimulates you is like two different things yeah they you can know? intersect however they are still right. definitely two different things exactly yeah. so i think if people like understood that with online dating then they would be a lot more successful at it and and you're right like it does require like meeting in person because like i've i've online dated before i have believe mm. it or not um and this person they were like ideal you know we even skyped and everything we met in person and the chemistry just wasn't there this person didn't have a sense of humor um they they couldn't like relate you know with mm -hmm. normal stuff they were really like really brainy and i i think that you're right like it doesn't just require like knowing like what to look for but it also requires like being in person so you know like if you and this person can actually link up so boom i think she dropped the mic on that one <laughs> i think that's uh sipping my wine <laughs> yeah though hey Tyrion said it best oh you haven't seen game of thrones yet no i haven't we have a we have a potential game of thrones convert yeah people please 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 don't you know hate on me just yet i'm gonna give it a try no first of all <laughs> in all fandoms that i'm a part of i'm only right. a part of fandoms that are willing to welcome new people into the fandom right i can't do the exclusivity stuff yeah you know, it's, it's super passive elitist. aggressive right now on the internet oh let me just say. yeah yeah i'm too scared to post that i haven't seen it yet 
<laughs> yeah, if you were on my TL, I'd definitely send a little gif <laughs> or a meme where it's just like, mm-mm-mm. I'm, I'm going to watch the show so that way I can, like, understand, understand the gist. Do you, have any, do you have any, like, favorite show in particular? Huh. Um, I have several, and it really just depends on the genres. Um, Big Little Lies is one of them. Did um, Meryl Streep just get on that one? Is that HBO? I yeah. I don't know if she just got on it, but it's it's pretty good. So if you guys haven't seen it yet, even if like you're not into like chick shows, it's it's super good. It has one of the Skarsgards in it. I don't know if you know who Bill Skarsgard is. He played the new uh, it clown, but um, that mm-hmm. whole family they're like really talented. Mm-hmm. But one of them is in that show, and it's pretty crazy. It's got Nicole Kidman um, and a couple of other people. So that's one I of might my be thinking shows. of some something different. I'm just thinking of the one on HBO with like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, it's got Reese Witherspoon and yeah. Kravitz. Okay, yeah, we're thinking yeah. about the same. And one. Shailene. Oh my God, that family is so beautiful. Lisa Bonet. Oh my God, she's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. very hot. Isn't she dating Jason Momoa? I think they're married. Yeah. That Fantastic dude is couple. also hot. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they're they are dope. I he's in Game of Thrones if you A. Is he really? Yeah, he's Oh in my Game god, of Thrones I have to bit. see it now. Yeah. Hey, yeah. okay. I've gotten a few converts that way. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Females? Yeah. <laughs> sex oh, Nah, gay friend too. Sex sells. <laughs> Dangle it in front of them. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Especially when I know it's like you're gonna like the show yeah like some people i get i can kind of tell because for some shows especially now with how real that things can look you know the way that you can really immerse into an experience is honestly can be kind of like humbling and breathtaking Mm -hmm. to the sense that you know people have read books for you know hundreds and hundreds of years and told stories in a way that make you go like oh my gosh but when you can put something on a screen in a perspective that makes you feel like you're in that environment, you know, movies, for example, like movies that dictate things that went on in like World War II, mm-hmm. uh, Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. um, Game of Thrones, you know, things that you can be like, yo, this is how chaotic things were. You know, it wasn't just like the heroine. Or the hero mm-hmm. doing their thing and their whole group is is safe until the end and maybe you lose one character and then we're all good like yeah. no it's just like life is it's too random it's too vicious yeah um so i just love shows that really kind of sink in and can give you that perspective so no matter what the show is about i don't really care but if you can do that for me mm-hmm. i'm like okay i'm interested you know, because I become in, I become invested in the characters, and there's times I'll be. It's weird. There are times <laughs> where shows are so good, yeah. Like it, they're in the pocket almost, where I'm just like I don't want to finish it yet. Yeah. Like I I, I don't I, I feel like something's happening with this character. She done fucked up here and here, <laughs> and people are eyeing for it, and I don't want to see her go. Right. So I hold off on that episode for a day or two. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, I gotta know what happens. So I feel you. I'm like I'm really big, and I like I hope a lot of people like look more into like the foreign part of Netflix. But there's mm. really good foreign shows. Um, oh, for sure. There's this one show. Now I'm I'm on the darker side, and it's because I'm a psychology student. So I like I like to watch like the crazy shows. 
But there's this show, it's, um, it's, I think it's Korean and it's called Possessed. And you kind of get in, like, kind of like Dexter, like, you get into the head of a serial killer and, like, the MO of a serial killer and stuff like that. But, you know, definitely check out the foreign, foreign parts of Netflix. There's, there's some really good stuff happening there, especially mm. the German shows. Those are good too. Mm. You know. Yeah, I've, I've caught some shows from, um, where was it? There's some shows from France, Spain, mm-hmm. um, England has some good ones. Um, but so Dexter, do you like Dexter? Is that I love Dexter. I'm in season two right now, um, and I I think it's like it's really it's really weird for the like the viewers because they don't know how to feel like they i personally me i feel shameless about it like i sympathize with him because mm-hmm. i'm like he's a serial killer but he's like not the average serial serial killer because serial killers by definition don't have they lack empathy so just like i don't know if you catch like the little bits that happen like in the show but it does start with small signs like they start killing like animals like when they're kids and then the desire grows deeper and it grows bigger as like they become adults so mm-hmm. it kind of like makes you feel like morally confused when you watch the show because you're like am i a bad person because mm-hmm. i think dexter's a good person or like what does that make me but I don't know it's really controversial i'm surprised that dexter didn't like blow up um on media as much as it did because there's just so many things about the show that is morally questionable Mm -hmm. you know i mean what's your take on it i haven't seen it you haven't seen it Mm -mm. i know the premise of it and i understand it um but that's why i was asking if you liked it because i actually have some friends who are who are watching it and they're almost done they really like it yeah so i'll have to (laughs) give it a try my uh my question is what what defines a serial killer like do you have a a full definition a serial killer is someone by definition who they 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 murder like i don't know how to say this like they're they're kind of like a they're kind of like a sociopath but they're it's it's really strange in a sense that they they have remorse but it's towards something specific like a trauma that could have happened like Hmm. um for example ted bundy is something that's extremely pop or yeah i feel like that's still relevant right now yeah especially with that movie that came out with zach yeah i think or something like that yeah Yeah. zach efron yeah um they if you if you go back and you watch the documentary um and he is by definition like a psychopath and they lack empathy they 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 just cannot feel they cannot feel like sorry for other people but there's like so it's there's so many um complex dynamics to like every specific serial killer like that's why they say mo it's like reason for killing Mm -hmm. um or style of killing um so like a serial killer for example ted bundy to be specific he you know everyone in his community made it seem like he had a normal upbringing Mm -hmm. and it was something so small that so many people missed which was the fact that he didn't know who his dad who his dad was mm-hmm. so he built that repression of having anger towards his mother and his, even his mother was fooled even his mother was like 
you know, I, he had a perfect childhood, you know, he was raised great, you know, everything, I couldn't understand, like, where this is coming from. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. That's his, it, if you look at his handiwork, he specifically has aggression and anger towards women. You can see it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, you, you can literally see the development of it, but it does start small, like, they start killing animals and, and family members may not even notice, mm -hmm. like, the neighborhood dog could go missing. They just think the dog went missing. Like, yeah. They don't think anything of it. Yeah, that's the thing. That there is there. Oh, we can get into it if we want, but there is no um, overwatching entity that can show you all of these things. You know, a lot of these things and a lot of these signs might be in the dark, or you know, there might be two people there, but they're not paying attention. Or mm -hmm. one's paying attention, one's not, and the one that's paying attention doesn't truly understand it, and say, like, "Oh, that's no big deal," and doesn't communicate to someone else, you know, because I mean that's how humans have been able to be as successful as we are: communication, collaboration, you know, being like, "Okay, I've learned this information, mm -hmm. you know, I've learned one plus two equals three. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what are you gonna do with it? Okay, three times three equals nine. Okay, mm -hmm. that's cool. Nine squared." Etc. Etc. It's just all that, that, that growing on it, so that when we depict things in movies or tell these stories mm -hmm. or series of events and go like, well, here were the signs right here. That's why hindsight is so twenty twenty. Yes, hindsight. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing is that, um, the parents honestly thought that they were very present in his life, but you got to think like in a documentary they don't do his storyline justice because he was actually like the child of many siblings. So he could have easily just like faded in and nobody would have noticed like, mm -hmm. you know, anything. Even Damaris will tell you. She's she's the middle child and she was forgotten often. Mm. Birthdays, like <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so that stuff really does happen, you yeah. know? So I think Ted Bundy was he, he all the signs were there and he literally just slipped through the cracks because there, he had so many siblings. There's no way they could have paid attention to him, you know, specifically as an individual. He would have just been grouped in with the other kids, you know. And not only that, you know, his he didn't know who his dad was. Or I think I think eventually he might have figured out who his dad was. But he, he found out that his stepdad wasn't his real dad. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's all it takes. Now, neurologically, there there are... So there, there are differences between like a serial killer neurologically from like a normal person. So their brain functioning is in a way that like if, if you look it up, you can literally see. Like there's like a, a brain map and you can see like there's certain areas of their brain that are essentially, um, I wouldn't say not functioning, but dormant? they're almost cold. Yeah, like almost dormant. Yeah. Um, and, and it's been proven like if you if you have a child that's genetically born a certain way where they're susceptible to that if they have the right upbringing they won't do it like there's there was a man that they did um neurological testing on and brain scans and they were like i don't understand how you didn't become a serial killer hmm. because you you have you have all of that happening like not happening so to speak um but he had the right childhood you know right so i guess or the right cover-ups <laughs> just saying oh, hopefully not just saying you know what though that really does happen like the For grandma sure. be like oh he was my favorite grandkid he would have never done that 
whole t- whole time the bodies are in her backyard by the barn and shit. You are so right. People though. will do anything for for the people that they care about. I didn't want to just say family there because let's be real, yeah. not all families are you know picture perfect or are as tight knit and supportive. You That's know, and true. I'm, I'm really thankful fun. that I have the parents that I have. You know, um, we were talking about it. Uh, we mentioned it, and it kind of reminded me of it earlier. But it's like my parents just always push me to be my best self, to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, not because hey, Jamal, like we want you're better than everyone else, but mm-hmm. like we're just not raising you to be average. That's something my mom always shit. My mom said that to me on Sunday. She said that to yeah, you. Yeah, she was just like, yo, like <laughs> anyone can raise anyone can raise someone average if they do the right things about it, but we want to push you to be better because you wow. have the great matter to be better. And so, you know, and having that support in the home, having the support to to for me to take on on myself to be like, yeah, I want to make my parents proud, but fuck it, why not be great? Yeah. You know, that became my mindset growing up because in large part because of them and because of their teachings on who to surround myself with because I surround myself with certain people who are like who just want who want to succeed and are want to help other people succeed because they understand that if you do it a certain way you know I can't I don't want to say the right way because there's not just one right way but if you do it a certain way everyone can get on Mm -hmm. you know and the thing is people compare not only their their lives to other people but their timelines too yeah you know and it's like first and foremost you're gonna experience so many other different things than these other people these successful people or successful in your eyes that you see Mm -hmm. and you might experience them in different timelines Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying jay-z just became a billionaire shout out to you hove (laughs) you know in his 40s yeah. Okay, does that mean that everybody who's, you know, 47 and up should just be like, ah, well, fuck Jay-Z, blah, blah, yeah. blah. No. You could be a billionaire at 70. Okay, you're not a billionaire your whole life, but damn, were you a multimillionaire for a yeah. little bit? And damn, won't your kids be happy about some shit if, they, if you get them acting right? And damn, won't your grandkids be thankful, you know? Um, so but, how many siblings do you have? I'm an only child. Wow. Yeah, numero numero uno, and they were like, eh, this will work. <laughs> wow. So did you, like, growing up, did you ever have, like, you know, like, cousins that you were, like, close with or anything? All, my, all of my family is pretty much in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I was growing up in Maryland. So I was that cousin that came to visit type deal. Okay. Um, and, I mean, always shout out to the fam, but definitely um, there's just a disconnect in terms of, there's love there, but uh-huh. we just we just don't know each other yeah, like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? We'll help each other out. We'll talk to each other when we get together. We'll see how everybody's lives is doing, support here, stuff like that. But it's just not the same as the family I chose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like my best friend Evan, my brother Evan. It's just like that's someone that even on the way before I came in here he called my phone and it's just like sometimes you ever have times where you're just like yo I don't want to talk to nobody right now I just want to listen to my music <laughs> yeah. but you get that call from that person you're like you know what bro I don't want to talk to anybody and that includes you but I want to give you that energy yeah. because at the end of the day that's the family I chose Yeah. and so I'm, I'm closer to them you know like I'm, I'm closer to to David than pretty much all of my cousins for real mm-hmm. for real um, so that's another thing where it's just like time 
is the most important thing Mm -hmm. and our most precious resource Mm -hmm. but if it's not utilized in a certain way and things aren't um nurtured in a certain way over that time it, it will fall to something that's genuine authentic and nurtured for you know even a tenth of that time period and i guess that's just a long way to say um it's it's quality that's true like over amount uh, over um length of time yeah always yeah i agree with you like a lot of the people that i've refer- like that i've made family are people that are not like my actual family mm-hmm. i agree with that wholeheartedly like i feel like you know you know how like you can find have you ever heard of the, the term twin flame Mm-mm. what's that so twin flame is like, educate me twin flames like your soulmate right do you believe that there's just one of those though no okay i good. do not I oh okay <laughs> i definitely believe you can find good. that in a friend like i've met i've i've met two people in my life where i'm like damn like we are so tight that i just it's like astronomy's out there like mm-hmm. <laughs> we're connected on some kind of level where it's like this is chemistry for real do you believe in that do you subscribe in that I do, and the reason I do is because no matter what you believe in, no matter what you believe in, our our planet started from a supernova. We are all, like, if you go way back to the start of it, we're all comprised of a star. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're all, like, connected. But in some sort of way, yeah, you could be more connected to somebody than, you know, whoever. I think it has to do with what you were saying um, in terms of energies when we were talking about chemistry. Yeah. Um, I really do believe wholeheartedly. I feel like I've seen this in, you know, modern science and different cultures, or I should say, you know, religions, cultures, um, just like the, not the idea of a soul, but rather the idea of an aura. Yes. And I believe that aura, you know, some people call it aura. I mean, you could call it our electromagnetic field because every living being. It's the same being, difference. Yeah, exactly. Every living <laughs> being has it. And I feel like with some people, you know, the the waves connect. The yeah. waves synchronize, right? Yeah. And with other people, they don't. But I also believe that your intent and your... I don't want to say the word energy, even though that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, just to say it, your energy can can help you fit the puzzle piece, if that makes right. sense, you know? And, you know, when two people are really trying, like mm-hmm. really try, a, a lot of ground can be made. Yeah. But that's if they really are trying and are willing to, to adapt. But yeah. then that gets into a dangerous territory because, you know, particularly now in today's day and age, people are... Well, even forever, people are shacking up early. Like friendships, too, or relationships? Friendships, of course, you know, when you're five. But I'm talking about relationships in the sense Mm -hmm. that people adapt too much. Or they they adapt and they're just like, oh, well, this is me. Well, I mean, is it you or is it who you wanted to be for that guy that you were crushing on when you were 12? Mm Mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. and so it's just watching out for that where it's just like you, you, you gotta find and that's why I think well I'll say this 
that's why I believe it's important to give your partners and your friends space to find out who they are. Mm-hmm. You I know? agree. And I don't. Agree. And I and I hesitate to say don't because I don't want to be here preaching to people. Refrain like, from. Yeah, you want to <laughs> refrain from judging them for. Yeah. For like, you want to refrain from judging them during their discovery. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because there will be awkward moments. Yes, so awkward. Oh you my know. God, yes. I can't so. believe you're saying this right now because this is so relevant right now in my life. Oh yeah. Lord. Yeah. Yeah, it's, sometimes it gets like that. It's like, man, this this feels a little strange. Like, are we okay? Like, is everything okay? And then, like, they figure it out. And you're like, okay, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. It's like a mini heart attack. Yeah. Especially with friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I thought you, you know, honestly, as your best friend, I was worried about you for a second. But then you came back. And I was like, it's good. It's good. Everything's good. <laughs> sometimes you just got to, like, throw out that little lifeboat and be like, you know, are you gonna are you gonna come back? Like, yeah, like <laughs> the SS us is right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's a lifeboat. You see the lights? <laughs> I'll be here for you. Right. But I'm not gonna blow your line up to try to, you know. Yeah. yeah. Some people. You're right. There. That's huge, honestly. In, yeah. in In friendships, understanding that, yo, like just because we don't talk every day, every minute, about every little thing, doesn't mean that the love's not there. Yeah. And I feel like when people realize that they can kind of they kind of get over the um the thing that i think is one of the most dangerous things to any type of relationship Mm -hmm. whether friendship or relationship or dating Mm -hmm. which is power dynamics okay please so let's let's get into power dynamics power dynamics is a struggle to feel like you have a control over the situation the problem is you don't really have much control over any situation. So what you're really doing mm-hmm. is trying to balance control over another person. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to control your friends or your partners. That's not what you want. Okay. That's not why you were drawn to them in the first place. Okay. You know what I'm saying? In most healthy situations, right? Okay. There were things about them that you liked. For example, let's say you have a guy. You liked his sense of humor. You liked his honesty. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Um, you don't want to, you don't want to change that about him. No, you like that about him. So he should be him and you should be you. Mm -hmm. And power dynamics can get to a situation where, um, well, there's just many different ways that I feel like power dynamics can come into play. One in autonomy. Okay. You know, period. Like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Have you had that happen? Hmm? Have you, have you had that happen to you where someone was like, hey, I don't want you doing this, you know? It, it like, almost like, like... Have I had someone? Yes. Like, set, like, boundaries as... Or, not boundaries, but put their put rules down as far as, like, this is the condition of which you can be, like, a friend or, like, in a relationship with me kind of stuff. Well, that I don't necessarily think of as power dynamics. I think that's more of just putting it all out there on the table. Okay. So honesty, okay. honest. That 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 I feel like that's just honesty, and you know, there there's. But you're right. There's levels. You know, mm-hmm. there is a level where it gets into a toxic mm-hmm. area, and I think that it gets to a power dynamics. It's just mm-hmm. like those people who are just like, you know, hey babe, I, I want to go out to to see the the finals game with the guys. Be back. Uh, no. No, you can't go. 
Babe, why? Because. <laughs> um, if you could see his face right now. Yeah, like. Spot on. <laughs> like, those, <laughs> those type of situations, it's just like, why? You're, you're only doing that. You're only doing that to display some sort of power. Yeah. Or to incite a reaction. Yeah. Because um, emotional manipulation is, you know what I'm saying, really a huge detriment in all mm-hmm. human interactions. And that's a power dynamic. You know, it's manipulation. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's kind of the main point of power dynamics. It's just like seeking to manipulate people. Doing things in order to get a reaction out of someone else or to make them feel a certain type of way mm-hmm. or lesser than instead of just always working to, to grow with that person. You know, I feel like when people feel like they're on an even playing field with someone else, that's when they're the most comfortable and that's when they're the most um, willing to um, grow together, mm-hmm. right? Because otherwise, if you're on a different level, well, then you want you want your growth rates to be different. Yeah. Because even if, because like, even there, because there are some people who are just like, they're, they have these power dynamics set up and they are a, a, a manipulative and, you know, to a point abusive, but they really, really love that person or in their mind, they, they really, really care about that person and want to be with that person forever. But it's like, okay, you're holding this person down here, right? And you're up here mm-hmm. and you're not focused on your own growth anymore or on their growth in terms of helping them and supporting mm-hmm. them like a partner should or a friend should mm-hmm. you just want to see oh like how are they doing oh they're doing well they're doing well oh whoa, whoa, whoa. chill 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 mm-hmm. i feel like this person might think that they could find someone better than me mm-hmm. or something like that so let me knock them down the peg well hold up if this person is you know with you and they're trying to better themselves and rise to the occasion shouldn't you shouldn't that go off in your head like oh shit they're trying because they care Mm -hmm. oh shit they're trying because they want to improve their life well hell like let me get on that train Mm -hmm. let me improve myself because i can sit here and say oh like they might want someone better they want something better okay well then be better Mm -hmm. because they want to be with you Mm -hmm. because that's why they're with you in most situations I, i agree with what you're saying i think that like for, for for most people, it's hard to understand how to take control of that situation. That that's what it sounds like to me. It's like that's one of those situations where you you're not sure like how how do I navigate this? Like how do I take control of this? And I think it's one of those things where it's like you you have two choices, and it depends on the person. So if you if you find that after evaluating this person and talking to them, and you bring it to their attention that they're not looking forward to growth, mm-hmm. that they're not wanting to grow, and they're more comfortable staying where they are, then yeah, maybe you should reconsider like if you want to pursue this situation. Now, like if you talk to this person and you discuss some things and then this person's like, "Yeah, I want to grow." And and you see their actions are matching with that because mm-hmm. you can say that you want to grow, but if you're not doing anything, then you're just reinforcing. You know what I'm saying? That reminds me so, of my mom. She says you can buy a pa- you, can bu- <laughs> you can buy a plantation with your mouth. I was like, <laughs> Yo, I know you from North Carolina. She's from Oxford. She's from the wow. Country. Oh yeah, exactly. So like if, if if you find after talking to that person, you know, like that, like they're like, yeah, you know, like I, I do I do want to grow and I'm working towards that. 
But they got to make moves now. If they're not making moves... But I also feel like people be holding people to standards that aren't based off of that person. Yeah. That requires patience. Yeah. Patience. But it's also like, I feel like... Well, first and foremost, I just don't think a lot of people have a lot of patience. Yeah. Yeah. Not not this day and age. No, not this day and age. Yeah. But, I mean... I feel like, would it be the same a thousand years ago if they could communicate with people all over the world? I mean, at this point, it's kind of like, you ain't got to settle for this for the bullshit. Now, now oh, let me rephrase. You never had to settle, settle for the bullshit, right? But now there's just such a, there's just such a possibility of meeting other people. True. Because people used to say, you know, always used to say there's plenty of fish in the sea. Well, okay, but what if I'm in a part of an ocean that ain't got no fish? <laughs> like, what, what, what are we doing here? Like, and that's how it feels. That's how it can feel for a lot of people in relationships, you know? And that's part of, you know, again, the power dynamics where it's like emotional abuse. It's just like, yo, you're not going to find anyone. How many, how many people do you think have ever said, you're never going to find someone as good as me? Unfortunately, what? there there are some people that really do say that though. Yes, and there are some situations where <laughs> shit, you might not. You know, they, someone really awesome gave you a shot and you bullshitting away, yeah. or you cheated or something like that. Okay, maybe, yeah. but that that mindset for some people, they'd just be like, a, "Oh, all right." But for mm-hmm. other people, it can really become a deep rooted thing for them, and uh, and a yeah. source of a lot of. Um, lack of self-confidence. I think it's one of those things where it's like a lot of people are really afraid, you know, and even me, like, I can be afraid too. Like, it's like, I think like people worry about making the wrong decision with a person in their life or like Mm -hmm. in anything. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't want to worry about wasting time because time is something that time is a non-renewable source. Mm. You know, like you, you, <laughs> Second high five Class. of the podcast. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't like, you can't replace that shit. Like, you do something and that moment is gone. Like, that's it. And I think people get so caught up about that with people in their lives. They're like, I can't, like, I don't want to lose this time invested. I don't want to like lose these things. Like, to be honest, like if you really want to be a hundred percent real about all of this, there is no right way that you can handle a situation. There's no perfect way that you can handle a situation. The only way to get to your ideal self as far as relationships, friendships, and stuff like that is to be fearless. To be embracing of the fact that you will be heartbroken and embracing the fact that your friends will change, people will grow up, people will become different. People, You're going to realize that what you wanted with this person or with this friendship and now what you want because if you're doing growing that's the way it should be mm-hmm. once you grow you're going to realize yeah maybe this person compliments me or maybe no this person doesn't compliment me it's about beliefs values and when you become older like you know into your late teenhood into your adulthood you start to realize like when things happen that's when you learn what you believe Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when you learn what you feel like. Wow, I felt that way. I didn't know I feel that way. Or I didn't know I believe that way. And that's the way it should be. Like, ideally, you want to be fearless. 
Mm-hmm. Be open to the fact that your heart's going to be broken or people are going to disappoint you or people are going to make decisions that you don't want them to make. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's nothing you can do. So the best you can do is embrace it. The more, and that's something that I've learned is that the more that I embrace the things that I cannot control, the things that I am most afraid of, the things I am most fearful of, the better my life is becoming, or at least the more doors that I have open because mm-hmm. I can't control anything. So it's it's not, and, and I understand like a lot of people don't aren't cool with that because it's like I don't want to lie down to the forces of the universe. Like I want to be in yeah, control. People want to be in control, yeah. But it's that happy medium where it's like you're fearless, but at the same time, like you're fearless and you 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 dive into it. But at the same time, like you're in control and out of control. It's like that 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 level of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what people want to reach for, but I think like they're afraid. But that's that's ideally where I think people should be, because that enlightenment is something. It's like it's frightening for those yeah. who who can who who go down the rabbit hole, though you know. And what I mean by that is. Imagine just someone who who sees shadows around every corner. If if you understand that, like, are we talking like literally, or yeah, like because I'm per- I'm weirdly spiritually like that person. Yeah, so so me, <laughs> interesting, and we can get this in a sec. For me, I just feel like yo, no time is guaranteed. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know when I'm gonna die, but one, I know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So I can't I can't stress on it. Mm-hmm. I keep my I keep my head on the swivel, right? I do what I can to keep myself safe, mm-hmm. keep myself healthy so I can be here for as long as I can and have as much fun as I can. But that's going to happen, so I can't stress about that. Mm-hmm. And that gives me in a way like a peace of mind because I'm just like, yo, my life has been great. Mm-hmm. And it could end tomorrow and I'd be like, you know what? higher powers god whoever Mm -hmm. thanks this was a great ride but you know um i want to keep having more days right i want to keep having things happen in my life that are dope but i also understand that the little things you know even this conversation just podcasting having a good conversation with someone Mm -hmm. that i you know know i mean we're kind of just we're kind of strangers right like we've met twice yeah. Maybe three times. But we're having this good conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're having this good conversation and it's just like, well, that wasn't guaranteed, but it happened. So I'm happy about that and I'm glad I got to get that. And I guess that's just kind of a long way with a wine-induced way of me saying that I just enjoy the little things because I understand that everything could be just done. Mm-hmm. And but other people they they might not think of it that way. They might be on another the other side of the spectrum because I believe that a lot of things are on the spectrum on a spectrum mm-hmm. where they're just like well shit like things could go for the worst like this could this could happen right here and it could be a problem this this is this yeah living in fear kind of living in fear yeah and that's why I think that it was huge when you were just saying about human relationships but I think with everything like. You, you got to be fearless. Mm-hmm. And fearless isn't arrogance. No, no, not Fearless not. isn't oblivious, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's about 
understanding the situation that you're in to the best of your ability and going like look like if this is the worst thing that can happen in this situation I'll take I'll take the risk exactly and I'll give and I'll give and I'll I'll hope that positive energy can push me forward because I read that in like a think rich um, grow rich Mm -hmm. it was like the think rich grow rich black edition Mm -hmm. so it had like the the regular book but it also had a lot of anecdotes from actually just like historical black figures and you know just people of color in general who have just kicked ass over the years of which there is plenty yes people there's plenty. yes there's more and more coming up more and more coming that up. that was already there but now people are being educated yeah <laughs> now people are, are, are knowing they're becoming um, enlightened <laughs> uh what was it there was one other big thing that i think this will this will fit quick little uh, let's see here back from paying bills um <laughs> Uh, my question was, do you feel pressures as a woman, particularly a woman of color, oh, yeah. to have, oh, yes, <laughs> sorry, go ahead, to have a family or to have just a marriage and a household established at a young age? Whew. that is such a relevant question. Absolutely, um, I think that now, now my family split down the middle. Okay. Uh, my dad's side, my dad, and and it's n- nothing against my raising or anything like that, but my dad raised me. My mom, she was not in the picture as much. So I was wholeheartedly raised by my dad, but we were raised in a really unique situation. Mm-hmm. He always raised us to be extremely independent and to not need a man, you know, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But surprisingly enough, I've come to realize that my mom at, I've just now turned 26. She is wholeheartedly expected for me to be married by now. Mm -hmm. And I just, coming from like a situation of like divorce, growing up through that, I think that like a lot of people are not, I'm gonna take that back. I'm sorry, didn't mean to offend anybody. But I think people get the sense that marriage is something that is going to be like a baby, like it's security for your relationship. Like this person's like, never going to leave you Mm. and I don't think that's the reason that you should have a kid or that you should get married yeah um as a woman of color I feel like there's a lot of pressure because I'm my mom's first generation immigrant you know and where she comes from people by the age of like even 16 already have kids already have a husband Mm mm-hmm you know, so it's in the Latina culture, it's extremely common to to have a family at a really young age. Yeah, there's a few, like, in a few uh, countries, I feel like in South America particularly, is where I experienced that from, you know, people that I knew growing up, mm-hmm. you know, from like Argentina and stuff like that, that they would just tell me about that. Like, I have a friend, I had a friend in middle school, Cecilia, and she was telling me her cousin, like, already had you know was you know suited to be with a husband was gonna have a child like arranged marriage well well, it's just kind of like a fiance but at the end of the day like he's kind of grown you know he was like 18 and 19 and she's 12 so like how much of a relationship right you see what i'm saying like that's that that 
is it an arranged marriage? I can't say. She didn't exactly say those words, but that's the kind that of the situation. That sounds like an arranged marriage, yeah. Because and that's kind of why I worded it like that. Yeah, like in, I mean, in the United States, I don't think it's like that in every state, but there's a reason that 16 is the age of consent. Like, psychologists have proven that, that, that you know, kids, you know, up to the age of 16, they're not psychologically capable of understanding consent. Like, that's why it's a thing. Like, they, they can't understand that. Like, they're still trying... They're still developing, like, their moral reasoning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I think in, in American culture, it's really frustrating because it places a lot of responsibility, like, on the female to have a concept of family. Like, to already, like, be prepared and stuff like that. Mm, definitely. You know? I feel like they... Now, this is just my feelings on how I've seen things go down. I just feel like, like we were talking about earlier with uh, the uh, abortion bill and stuff like that, it's just like, yo, they just wanted you to be a baby factory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and by they, I mean they that the DJ Khaled was talking about, slash <laughs> they of, you know what I'm saying, um, oppressive men. Yeah. They, they, want, they want it to be like, yo, like handle the family. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's on both sides. Most definitely, it's on both sides. Yeah, and I just also, and I think the the craziest thing about any type of oppressive system, kind of just getting to that, but we'll of course get back to um, what we were just talking about. But I feel like with every oppressive system, the the most diabolical part about it is that they get that same marginalized group uh -huh. to reinforce the oppressive behavior yeah. through trauma yeah you know and i'm just like yo that is crazy like humans really are just that good at being this diabolical can't we just come together yeah i mean we do when we do it's always awesome so i'm just like why isn't that happening more but i guess it's not as profitable well the other thing too is like there, there's a lot of like there's a lot of pressure right now because it's not just a it's not just a like men you know specific you know racial background against women it's it's also like women on women too like exactly there's, there's women that like and there's i you know i don't have anything like against like your religious beliefs but i do think that as a woman you do need to think about what you're saying because if you're telling like little girls like hey don't do this because this is going to get you raped or like mm, hey don't dress definitely. like this this is going to get you raped what are you saying you know like girls can't but, help oh don't the do fact. this a man won't want to be with like yeah what? like girls can't help like men you guys are a little bit you have ways of being more discreet just anatomically you know and, and you know by your anatomy women we can't help the fact that everything that we have is just out there you know <laughs> you can't it's not fair to criticize us like on everything Shit, that we you have. ain't been around in a, in a great in a gray uh sweatpants what you talking about no, Dude, even in sweatpants like legit even in sweatpants like i've had like all kinds of people crawl out from under the rocks you know and and just not just bother me pester me and I don't mean that. Like, I feel like that happens to any female, like, anywhere. Oh, but, no. I was talking about gray sweat, sweat, uh, pants season as in with, like, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, but, like, 
Yeah, I mean, like, it's, and it's, it's guys on guys, too. Like, it's not just women on women, it's, it's men on men, too. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's, the pressure's coming from, like, literally all the Like I said, the, the, the group that is marginalized by the practice or the thought process is often utilized to reinforce it. Exactly. You know, the toxic masculinity, that's all that is, you know? Yeah, I feel so bad for that because it's like, it's like, okay. So as a colored woman in my day and age, I should have a kid like this is just what society would think upon me. Not just like Hispanic society, but also just American society. I would be married by now. I would have I would have a kid by now. I would be like I would have like a small shadowing job, not even maybe that, you know, of my husband that is accommodating to his schedule and my kid's schedule, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really frustrating for me because it's like, I'm, I'm really different and I have no idea if it's because of the way that I raised, but like, I really don't think that like things are changing now. Like women can be the breadwinner too. And I don't have anything against that. Like if you want to be the breadwinner and your husband be like house husband, you know, whatever. That's an interesting, um, (laughs) it's interesting you say that dynamic because you know, they're, 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 that's constantly pushed as that. You know, the breadwinner, mm-hmm. I feel like that has a connotation of, you know, back to power dynamics. That's yeah. the one to control. My my household, my mom is, you know, a partner in yeah. D.C. at a major, you know, tax firm. My dad is a high school teacher. Yeah. But they don't treat each other like in equals. Right. You know, they're, right. they're a team. Yeah. Um, And, you know, when mom is coming back from... You know, she's been working 10 hours, 11 hours in the day. Dad's like, okay, yeah, I've been working hard too. I've been doing this with the son, but I, I'll pick up the slack here because she's working hard, making more money to help us do this and to help yeah. us pay these bills. And yeah, my money goes to the bills too, but I'm not threatened that maybe she's paying more bills or that she's able to do this for Jamal. I'm more just like, yo, she's working hard to do this for Jamal. So yeah. I'm going to be here doing things for her and Jamal right. and I feel like that's I was just like I, I'm just getting back to it I was just lucky enough to be in that environment where a lot of different um, uh, how do I want to say that those ideologic standards that mm-hmm. they tried to push on us you mm-hmm. know with people with the media and TV shows you know mm-hmm. I wasn't in that because you know they always they, they, they push black trauma mm-hmm. and Hispanic trauma. A oh lot. yes, a lot. Yeah. Um, to the point where sometimes I'm just like, damn. Did any did any movies like Friday come out this year? Yeah. You know, like instead we we're, we're getting you know Fruitville Station type joints like all the yeah. time. And I think it's 100 percent important for these stories to be told, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I do not want to make it seem like it's. I don't think that these stories should be told and I don't think these are powerful pieces that make people feel and understand and hopefully mm-hmm. empathize mm-hmm. with either experiences that people have or the fear that people have. You know, the fear that uh, a black mom might have for her son or mm-hmm. her daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I think that's huge. But I also feel like, damn, like, why are those the breadwinners? I agree with you. Know you know what I'm saying? Why is, why is that pushed? Because that creates a, a stigma. That was the word I was looking for earlier. 
a stigma in people's mind that like, oh, well, maybe like if that's happening, like this happens a lot and this is the, this is the kind of the household. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what my stigmas, you might've come across when you were, when you were younger, but oh, even yeah. in, even in joking, you know what I'm saying? The classic, oh, black guy ain't got no father. You know oh yeah, I was where, extremely where, Where's your father jokes? And I'm not gonna lie, I've laughed at those jokes too when I was younger <laughs> coming up. But it's just like, I saw the humor in it because it was a joke. Yeah. But a lot of people could also be like, well, yeah, like he's laughing at it, right? So it's probably true. Oh, it's probably seventy percent. You know, they're not, they're not thinking it all the way through. And so I'm just glad that I was in an environment that was just knocking all of those down. Like, yeah, knocking exactly. those out the bits. I feel very and then fortunate when, in that yeah. too. And then when I was getting hit, you know, my parents put me on game early. When I was getting hit with the, oh, you you speak so well. I was oh like, my gosh, I was like, yes. I was like, you know what? I do speak well. I really yeah. do. And years later, I still get compliments for it. But now it's not, oh my gosh, like this Negro boy might actually know something. <laughs> now it's, yeah. well, damn, like, this dude, this dude knows how to articulate himself. Yeah, Bad. yeah. You stand the test of time. Yeah. Um, but damn, that one. Oh boy. Yeah. That when one kind of burns a when, little. When bit. I got into <laughs> high school and college, <laughs> that was like a trigger word for me. Honestly, <laughs> I really and I mean, some people like they've probably definitely got that look for me because there's sometimes I always try to give you know what i'm saying at least cordial energy yeah yeah to somebody if you give me a smile i'm gonna give you a smile yeah. but there is also times where someone will say something and i'll just have to look at them and be like are you are, are you in any way thinking in the way that i'm thinking that you're thinking yeah. because if it's not this is now the time where you could say something yeah. and sometimes they'll be like oh no i don't i don't mean like that. i was like okay whew. my nonverbal <laughs> communication was good enough on this one i feel you i feel you definitely but yeah, I mean, like what you were saying with your, um, with your like your whole family dynamic with like the the neutrality between like your parents and stuff like that. Like that's something I like super want to have one day. You know, like I just I just think it's unfair that that they're putting like society puts so much pressure on men too. Because I I think that's mm -hmm. something that people don't talk about as much. Yeah. And I don't know if like they're afraid to talk about it or they feel uncomfortable to talk about it. But like you were saying, the masculine, masculine, toxic it? masculinity. Yeah, toxicity is like it's it's super severe, dude. Like for guys, like it's it's crazy. Like I can't imagine. And it, it and it, it uh, I akin it to to clipping, clipping clipping the wings. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it with anything like like that. Like I said, we just keep getting back to this. Uh reinforcing the 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 trauma and the stigma mm -hmm. onto you know others and the later generations mm -hmm. i feel like it's just clipping the wings you know or yeah. better better play to put it crabs in the barrel mentality i'm sure you've heard of that before uh, and i feel like i can't you can't change the world but if you could just get one person to really just break away from something like that and be able to do what they want to do yeah i feel like even in this dysfunctional world most of the time it's going to work out well for them yeah and even if it doesn't work out well for them that mindset uh -huh. that change of mindset to not to rely on you know what i'm saying the stigma just because 
hey, I'll, I will be left alone, right, if I conform to this. Right. I think that mindset, to, to get into that mindset is a powerful tool. It's a very, very powerful tool. And listeners, I hope that in anything in your life that makes you reflect on something and be like, you know what, I do want to kind of push out. Uh, and I and let me be clear, it's not a it's not a switch. No, it's not. It's not a switch. <laughs> I'll, I'll, most of these things that we've been talking about here, it's not a. They are not switches. Yeah. They are journeys. Yeah. They are okay. Some maybe maybe I I, I fell short today, but that's okay because you know I'm gonna do my best tomorrow and I'm gonna improve tomorrow and like those stock um graphs or whatever any performance graphs you know slowly but surely you keep you keep being consistent at working at it mm-hmm. it's uh it gets better and no like no journey is like is similar like None. it's very rarely parallel to somebody else's like i'm i've completely like i've made so many mistakes in my life like and of course like obviously i'm back on track and i'm good but like there is no perfect one way to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, idolize your life instead of idolizing other people's lives. Because your life is, like, yours. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, and to what she's saying, I don't care how many similarities they are. Notice those similarities. Learn from them mm-hmm. if you can. Or, or even better, connect from them mm-hmm. if you can. Connect with people. Mm-hmm. Please. As much <laughs> as you can. But there's always going to be a difference. Right. So don't subscribe to other people's life. You got yours to live. Yeah. You know, you being invested is different. Yeah. You know, I'm in, I'm invested in my friends, my family's lives, because I want I want to see them do well, and I want them to. Or more importantly, you know, I'm done with saying I want to see them just see them do them well. I just want them to do well, because honestly, if for some there's some people in your life that you just don't talk to anymore, right? Yeah. But it's all love there. And you hope you hope they're doing well to this day. You hope you're somewhere doing, you know, healthy, mm-hmm. have what they want, whether it be a family or a business or both, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But ooh, we're gonna get all the way back to the um, the age question. Mm-hmm. Do you have an age now where you're like, okay, I need to I need to get to it in terms of I need to find like. A potential partner like lifetime partner because people always talk about oh I want to get married by 25 or 30 and it's just like and I say that too sometimes but you got me at first I would say <laughs> like honestly <laughs> this just happens to match up with when like I complete my graduate degree and mm. like do my clinical work and stuff I would say 30 because at that point it's like, you know, females reproductive organs, you got to keep an eye on those eggs kind of thing. So I would say 30. Um, I would prefer to have a kid by and at least be married by, but things are changing so much that like you don't have to rush into it as much. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak on behalf of everybody because everybody's story is a little bit different. You know, people have to have surrogates and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, God shout out to, to to the surrogate 
way. Oh, yeah. That's great that people are be able to be parents, you know, yeah. in another way other than uh, adoption. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, if for whatever reason, you know, I know that me and my siblings, we got each other. Like, if for whatever reason, hopefully not, because, like, as a woman, I, I have to say that's one of those experiences I do want to have. But, yeah, I would say 30. Um, right now, I don't intend on pushing for marriage. And I think my sister can kind of agree with me on that. Like, I found my person, but I just don't think... I don't know. Like, for me, marriage is the cherry on top. Mm. You know, it's, it's not the thing that binds your relationship together. It's yeah. not the glue. It's like that just little it's dash. The, it's the, you know what, this worked. Yeah, yeah well right <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're good. I, I think I, I like you. I, I think, think can, the dish is yeah ready for consumption. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, because you got to figure that stuff out. Like I I know that some people have made it work, but I cannot imagine getting married to somebody and literally experiencing everything for the first time after you get married. Yeah, no, no, that's no, no, scary. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know some couples that really got some life under the belt. My parents actually being one of them. Yeah. You know, they were together and married for many, many years before uh-huh. I came into the picture. Wow. And I think that, I just feel like that's kind of rare. Yeah, it is. Um, partic- Especially for their time, it's rare. Yes, exactly, yeah. for their generation. I think that's very rare. And But I also see the benefits of it, which I think a lot of other people are starting to see too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if we never go out of the country with each other, you know, at that's, least, that's, it's at, not least a, at least a few times, <laughs> you can go ahead and expect that if I pull out a box, it's because I just want to give you a ring or send me a ring, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not getting on that knee. Like, there's just certain things that I feel like have to be experienced with a person Yeah. now. Because, I mean, my longest relationship was about two... Two and a half, it's about two and a half years mm-hmm. and you know still got got mad love for that person respect for that person but I was just like we're, we're not going to be life partners I yeah. don't see it happening it's not going to happen and you know I've had that we had that conversation earlier before we ended up breaking up but you know it was it was a tense night it was a tough night and it almost ended but we were like let's give it that try you know like we were saying like that energy and giving giving that energy and trying yeah and i ended up having you know what i'm saying one of the some of the best few months of my life mm-hmm. now yes it was also senior year of college yeah but that relationship was solid mm-hmm. i was happy i was like not gonna be my life partner so i like let me not waste your time and uh but then i was also like okay but like am i dating for for marriage or am i dating for a life partner because i'm just not ready for that right now yeah you know so so am i saying that i just don't want to get in a relationship well because i'm not ready or is it i don't want to get in a relationship um because i feel like if i get in a relationship it's all going to be leading toward this you know kind of uh final situation or dynamic which could be marriage or could just be you know being together for the rest of your life Uh and i'm just like oh i'm too young for that Uh uh-huh but then it's also like things grow over time you know like 
I can meet someone tomorrow and then we date for three, four years. And now, okay, boom, now I'm at, what, 28. Now I'm at the, okay, like, well, it really like just depends on the person. Like, true, it, always. It, it You're right. Wholeheartedly, like, seriously. Like, there, there are people who they've been together for like a really long time. They get married and boom, it's out the window, which is why I'm scared of marriage. <laughs> <laughs> just because I feel like marriage puts so many different pressures on a relationship that, oh, like, yeah. you know. And then there's some people who have, like, met each other for, you know, like, they they met each other and been together for, like, three months. They get married, and then they're married for the rest of their life. Or there's, like, vice versa, like, so many spins on it. Like, that's, yeah. that's one of those things. I guess the, the question would be, what are you most afraid of? Out of the scenarios that you gave, which one, are like, makes you most afraid? Betrayal. Betrayal. <laughs> Okay, like like how and, so? And, and of course, you know, cheating is gonna come to mind. Okay. But any term, I mean, and I hope that all of my close friends know this. Oof. I hope that you know, future Bay, if you <laughs> decide to come back in the analogs of the, of this podcast when it really blows up, Oof. and listen to this great episode that I've been having yes. here with you. You, 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 you understand this. Communication and honesty is just, it's just been drilled in as so paramount and important to me mm-hmm. that if you come to me with something honest and you come to me like, this is how I feel and this is what I want to do with me, honest, there is probably, you know what I'm saying, a 99.99% chance that I will not be angry with you or mm-hmm. will judge you for it. Okay. I will be like, damn, like for real? Why why do you want to do that? Like I'll break down your reasoning and be mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like why would you want to do that if it's something dumb? But I won't be like, you know what? I'm done with this person. It's dubbed. Mm-hmm. Because you're coming to me and you're talking to me about it and you're trying to find a way to traverse the ter- terrain, particularly right. with our 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 relationship in your mind it doesn't have to be foremost in your mind but it's in your mind and i feel like with cheating it's like Mm. it's kind of just to a point where you're saying hey like this is great and all but i'm gonna go ahead and betray this trust because that's what i'm gonna give almost going back to the power dynamics thing i'm not gonna be the one who goes like oh nah babe you can't go out to the party like dudes are out there i don't know how things are gonna go no it's all trust it's all love. But once that once that is betrayed, that's tough. But if you came to me and were just like, yo, babe, I'm not going to lie. There's this dude I've been feeling a certain type of way about at work. I really like him, blah, blah, blah. I could be like, no, like, for real, for real, do not do that. I would not be okay with that. And then, okay, you act accordingly, and how you act shows me how you feel, right? Mm-hmm. Actions speaking louder than words. Mm-hmm. But to just go behind my back and do it, if I found out from someone else or if I found out from you, that's just a, that's just a knock in the chest. That's a betrayal. Like, I, I see what you're saying, and, like, to add to that, and you can tell me if this is true or not, but, like, it's different for, like, females to do it and I don't know, to my understanding, like, the, and I can say this because I, like, I, I've had friends that, you know, are gay and stuff. 
Like, they've clearly expressed to me that, like, any cheating that they've experienced, like, if it's, like, you know, their girlfriend hooked up with a dude or their boyfriend hooked up with a girl, mm-hmm. you know, like, they feel like the same, like, the, the friends that I've had that have explained that to me, they feel the same way than, like, as, like, a heterosexual couple if, like, one of the persons decides to cheat in the relationship. They feel the same way. Yeah. You know? So, it's it's, like... To my understanding, it's different for, and I'm going to include any kind of effeminate personalities in that, it's different for them to cheat, those type of personalities to cheat, because they get um, they emotionally cheat. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right? Mm-hmm. But when guys do it, it's just like a biological freaking barbaric, <laughs> you know, like just fulfilling a need kind of thing. Like dudes can cheat and not be emotionally invested. Is that true? Yeah. And it may not be a direct experience. It may just be like you just know because you're you're friends. you're correct in that. That could be the norm. Mm-hmm. That could be something that happens often. Mm-hmm. But I think one major theme of this whole conversation from an hour before we even started this podcast has been that anyone is kind of capable of anything. Yeah. Right? Anyone can feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are times where men will emotionally cheat. Because back really? to... Yeah. Stimulus. Okay. Humans react to stimulus. Right. That's just how it is. So what if, you know, this this woman that you love back at home, she's just not stimulating you. Okay. Okay, there, there's, there's, there's a bunch of ways I'm sure that people could go about it. But for me, the, the, the two options that I see people taking the most mm-hmm. are one, communicating it. Mm-hmm. Need to do more, babe. We need to spice it up. We need to do something different, mm-hmm. you know, or not communicating it mm-hmm. and letting it fester. Right. Now, I feel like a lot more people do the latter and the latter leads to breaking up mm-hmm. divorce stepping out to find that from somewhere else right you know um do i feel like the biological need comes into there yes but i also feel like women have a biological need as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um it's it's an edict mm-hmm. it's a biological edict is the proper word mm-hmm. to me but i also feel like it's the human condition to seek out Stimulus, okay. excitement, desire—you know, right? Lust is one of the is one of the deadly sins for a reason, you know. Yeah. And so, I feel like there's sometimes where, um, and you can even hear it in music. You know, all of these, all of these rappers and R and B artists can't be lying. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes, you know, you see someone at the club and you're just like, "Yo, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and then lo and behold, right. let's say you're a beautiful woman such as let's say such as yourself. You're a beautiful woman such as yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of your favorite artists of, you know, college pulls up on you. Mm-hmm. Comes real respectful. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't flash the money, but hey, you know what I'm saying? The drinks are coming if you want. Water, you know what I'm saying, food. He's not all up on you. It's just going really, really well. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
man, I'm not going to see him tomorrow. Man, I, I know he's from Toronto. I'm not, this is not going to be anything. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, does something in the back of your head go like, yo, this could pop. Yeah. Is it, that emotionally <laughs> cheating or is that just like, yo, we're about to have a fun ass night and I hope my man or woman doesn't find out. Because I feel like that happens to a lot of women. And that is more of the biological need, not necessarily to fuck, but to be stimulated and to enjoy that stimulus. I guess that kind of touches on a, like, a, a very sensitive subject about can, like, our, our, are humans like capable of being monogamous and the answer is yes Mm -hmm. and the reason that is like if you're doing it successfully is because you're gonna be like it's like the ideal relationship is you're both constantly passionately curious about the person like you wake up in the morning and you're not like oh i already know what to expect or like you don't go out to eat together and you're like oh i already know what he or she is gonna say like it's like you're always wanting to know about that person and like i think i'm someone who's like capable of that because i have attention disorder Mm. (laughs) so i already have like a short attention span i was like how are you doing today you know like you know all that kind of stuff Mm. i think like that's that's the way to go about it because like you can like yeah you can you can like know a person but you you can't like there are you know realistically there are parts of themselves when like nobody's around not even you that they are that they're the this person when you're not around when nobody's Mm. around that's them you know what i mean so like if if you if you want to be successful in a relationship i think it's like not assuming that you it's not that you don't have trust towards that person but like yeah being like, you know what? I want to get to know this about you. Like, tell me more about this. Like, tell me more about that. Like, I I, I just recently, like, started be, being interested in cars. I'm like, oh, that's an Audi. That's nice. Or, you know, like, <laughs> oh, that's a Lexus. Like, I'm starting to learn car names, you know? Like, Hell yeah. you know, getting curious about that kind of stuff. And That's interesting that you put it that way. <laughs> because I think that I agree with that, but to be more specific, I think curious about their perspective. Yes. You know, how are you feeling today? Okay, that's one thing, but how do you feel about this? You know, yeah. what what is your thought process as it pertains to this? Or even to the point where, I mean, something that, you know, I've seen, you know, my parents do a lot or... A lot of people do mm-hmm. whether it be friendships or relationships or is you know people watching oh yeah yeah that's definitely you know what i'm saying yeah. it's just like you see that over there yeah and then they might laugh about it because they're both having yeah. the similar perspective about that situation and they laugh right. or you know you see something and it's kind of um it's uh mm, i don't want to say tantalizing um yeah no i want to say tantalizing where it's just like it captivates both of your attention or just captivates their attention and now you're wondering like well what about that is capturing your attention what makes that interesting to you Mm -hmm. um and so i just think that that's just like a a, a subsection of what you were saying like one of the one of the ways that you display being passionately curious well, it sounds like to me... And, what, and I feel like that... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like that... You, you can't run out of that, you know? Yeah. Um, relate, certain things are just going to dull over time. You know what I'm saying? The sex can be A1 fuego. Mm-hmm. It can be 100%. You could be like, you know what? 
not only is this person giving me what I want, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's to the point where they're willing to try new things. This is fun. Mm-hmm. They communicate well, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But at year twenty, it's not going to hit the same. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that has been built into us as humans. We adapt to things, mm-hmm. and to adapt to things, we have to become familiar with them and accustomed to them and used to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why random situation you know going 80 miles per hour when you're 15 16 just learning to drive a car and going 80 miles per hour on 40 right now totally different experience yeah you know what I'm saying you're used to it and that's with everything with people yeah but being passionately curious about them uh-huh. which is an ever-evolving person going on their journey who is growing whether they know it or not right because yeah. every experience adds to the to the to the um, dysfunction, <laughs> or you know, passionately, more specifically, passionately curious about their perspective on things. Well, there's always going to be more things to engage that with, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be more events happening in the world, events happening to them. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying things to think on, or just them learning new information or discovering other perspectives and mm-hmm. now their perspective change like that's something that's always could be a topic of conversation mm-hmm. you know and or i should say a source of conversation because the topic could be whatever but a source of conversation and i feel like that's always huge on um making things feel fresh yeah i guess i guess like to be more specific because like what we're talking about is so complex that like like for some people I can understand how it's like like how how do I understand this mm-hmm. like the most simplest way to explain this is watch and listen to someone talk about something that they love oh my gosh and you will learn that's three so, you will learn so much about that person that's that's pretty much the simplest way I can like explain all of what we just said yes <laughs> No notes. No notes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, those are the cliff notes. But but really, like, just let that person be in their element. Let them be talking about something they're really passionate about and that they love. Mm-hmm. And you will learn so much. Like, they say the same thing about kids. Like, when you watch a little kid play, you can, like, literally see everything that's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Thought process and everything, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's so revealing. Yo, thank you for uh, taking the time to have this combo with me. Mm-hmm. Very impromptu podcast. And this has been dope. Thank you. I feel like we've been talking for like a very, very lengthy amount of time. Yeah, me too. We only got a <laughs> snippet for y'all people, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. Good vibes to you all. Do you have anything else you want to say to the people? No, no. If you guys have any feedback or, or anything like that, you know, it's an open Any hot takes? Yeah. We can talk about it. Yeah. All right, people. Have a great week, month, year, all that good stuff.